0: You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the book of Proverbs, now looking at Proverbs chapter 10. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now, here's today's teaching Good morning. This is Lesson 10 in our series on A Disciplined Life out of Proverbs. As usual, I'll read the chapter, offer some comments, give a challenge, pray, and then reread it. Today, I'll be rereading it, not in the ESV, but in the translation of Old Testament scholar Roland Murphy. So, as I mentioned at the end last time, the first nine chapters are foundation, they set the stage for all the Proverbs that follow. From here on, chapter 10, verse 1 on, we find the more familiar Proverbs style. And the Proverbs that begin in 10.1 and reach all the way to uh, chapter 22, verse 16, are attributed to Solomon. I think there's more going on here than we may realize and if you don't know Hebrew, you may just have to take my word on this next point. But the 375 proverbs, that's the exact total from 10 to 22-16. If you convert the Hebrew letters to Hebrew numbers, because they used uh, letters to represent numbers, then the total is 375. So in Hebrew, Solomon is Shlomo. And... Uh, we don't use the vowels, just the consonants. So shlomo, the shin is 300, the lamed is 30, the mem is 40, the vod well, is 5. Adds up to 375. That's not a coincidence. In other words, what may look like just a, a thrown together list of uh, interesting sayings has actually been worked over, arranged very carefully. These are things, of course, we'll miss unless we can read it in the original language. And even if you read it in the original language, you may still miss it. So let me uh, begin in 10.1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Whoever winks maliciously causes grief, and a chattering fool comes to ruin. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers covers over all wrongs. Wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but a rod is for the back of the one who has no sense. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool invites ruin. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city, but poverty is the ruin of the poor. The wages of the righteous is life, but the earnings of the wicked are sin and death. Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. A fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. What the wicked dread will overtake them, what the righteous desire will be granted. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so are sluggards to those who send them. The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a refuge for the blameless, but it is the ruin of those who do evil. The righteous will never be uprooted, but the wicked will not remain in the land. From the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom, but a perverse tongue will be silenced. The lips of the righteous know what finds favor, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. Because there's so many Proverbs, from here on, most of the chapters, I'll just be selecting a few. Ones that strike me, ones that I'm able to comment on personally, or ones I think may be of interest to you, or some that are very difficult to understand. Well, the first one's pretty easy. A wise son brings joy to his father. A foolish son brings grief to his mother. How our children are doing affects us who are parents deeply. Profound joy and profound grief come from our own children. And our family, our family lives in Britain and the United States, because my wife is British, and also Central America. In our family, we've had about 20 baptisms through the years. About 20 have decided to become Christians. More than half of those are still faithful to the Lord, but a number are not. And that's very painful, very hard. Now, let's not overinterpret this passage. You know, the, the joy comes to the father, but if they're not doing well, the foolish son brings grief to the mother. This is just a literary thing. Obviously, the mother will feel joy if things are good, and the father will be aggrieved if things are bad. But we need to use our head as we translate uh, into action and as we interpret for our own situation these proverbs. i like to comment on verse 3. It says, The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. This is clearly a generalization, because there are exceptions to it. In fact, quite a few. In many countries, if you are a Christian and you're public about it, you will go hungry. Hungry. You'll go to jail. And, But in general, in Israelite society, all things being equal, the Lord doesn't let the righteous go hungry. He takes care of our needs. It's like Proverbs 6. Seek first the kingdom, and You'll have food, drink, and clothes. But it's a generalization. So seldom does a proverb capture all the the truth on any one topic. It's more like a facet of a diamond. So the facets are at certain angles to each other. But to understand the totality of truth on a topic, you have to stand back and look at the whole. You rarely get the totality from a single proverb. You have to put them together. That's just the nature of sayings. Just like in English, we say, he who hesitates is lost, and look before you leap. They're both right, they're both true, but neither really captures uh, the whole strategy of of decision-making and timing. I like the way Roland Murphy put it. He's the Old Testament scholar we'll come to in a little bit. He says, it is simply the nature of a proverb to come up short of total reality and to be in conflict with other sayings. In other words, there's a tension when you just have part of the truth in a saying. There'll be a tension with other sayings that capture a different part of the truth. That's a very important key, maybe the most important key, if we're going to understand Proverbs. Otherwise, we end up teaching things and believing things that just aren't true. And the very next verse, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. You'll notice in This chapter, all of the opposites, paired opposites, and I've gone through. I'll just read them to you, uh, just the adjectives themselves, starting in verse 1. Wise, foolish, righteous, wicked, lazy, diligent, prudent, disgraceful, righteous, wicked, righteous, wicked, wise, fool, righteous, wicked, discerning, one who has no sense, wise, fool rich, poor, righteous, wicked, righteous, wicked, righteous, fools, fools, on persons of understanding, wicked, righteous, wicked, righteous, righteous, wicked, blameless, evildoers, righteous, wicked, and righteous, wicked. So you have those opposites, and, and that kind of helps all the material to stick together too. In verse 9, we read, whoever walks in integrity walks securely but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. If we're walking in integrity, we don't have to be looking over our shoulder. It reminds me of 28.1. You know, the the guilty flee when none pursue. No one's chasing them, but because of their uh, devious actions or perhaps the lies they've told, uh, it takes a lot of energy to basically police their lips, to, to guard what they say, When we just are people of our word, life is so much better. I want this. But I'm also acutely aware that I'm not the person of integrity some people think I am. I could give many examples. I'm just saying that my integrity is more mixed. It's not quite as pure as I'd like to think. Okay, maybe I give a couple of examples that, that, that help with this. I'm generally not late for appointments. If you know me well, you know I'm a stickler for punctuality. And yet I can be quite slack in following up with people I've invited, people I've shared my faith with. You know, I teach it, you should really do that follow up in the first 24 hours, 48 at the most. But sometimes for me, it'll be a week or two, and maybe I'll send an email instead of phoning. So, what is it there? I, I, a distraction or a fear, or I'm overwhelmed with my schedule. I don't know. But it's not really the way I would like to do it. Um, I seldom take a second look at a beautiful woman. But when I'm in the fellowship, I seldom ask the other brothers how they're doing. And so that, that's not right. I need to be more involved, obviously in a careful and, and sensitive way. Generally, I follow the traffic laws. But when I'm driving, I don't i don't so often make it easy for the driver in the next lane to execute his maneuver. I'm more likely to keep going than to slow down and, and give a guy a break. And yet I teach that as Christians, we need to be Christian drivers. There should be a difference between Christian drivers and others. Uh, that's not very hard to understand. We can think of lots of examples, but especially when it comes to yielding, when it comes to uh, Uh, to making way for others. Well, enough about me. I bet you, you have some lapses of integrity too. You're not as altogether consistent as you'd like to be. But the good news is when we are trying hard, we don't worry that someone will find us out. We don't, we're not afraid that we're going to be exposed. Let's live in the light, live in the presence of the Lord and aim for integrity. Verse 12, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. I just make the observation that the Old Testament is full of verses on love, grace, forgiveness, mercy, reconciliation, and so forth. Those are not uniquely New Testament things. They're biblical, and they're in both Testaments. The Old Testament is all about love, especially about God's love to us. You probably caught it in verse 16. The wages of the righteous is life, but the earnings of the wicked are sin and death. That's like Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, the next, or, or verse 17. Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. So the Proverbs, there are lots of verses in Proverbs, especially in chapter 12 and chapter 15, but I'll make the comment here. The, we're, we're told to seek advice, seek input. Not only seek it, you know, going to a person who's got the wisdom, who will speak the truth, but then we need to listen to it. Not just seek it, but actually receive it, you know, welcome it with a good attitude and act on it. And those are the verses I wanted to comment upon in Um, in this uh, particular study. The challenge for the day, uh, the challenge is to make this my motto, integrity. Not devious, but to be a person of integrity, of wholeness, completeness, consistency. When I think of something, let me do it, if it's an impulse that's of God. If I give my word, let me come through. If I sense temptations on the way, let me Confess my weakness or or get out of there. Let me care not just about myself, but about others. That is about extending integrity and true discipleship among the the other members of the body. So that's the challenge for the day, to be a person of integrity. And Lord God in heaven, you know how we fall short. We ask that today you will strengthen us with the resolve that we will stand in awe of you, respect your word, and be men and women of integrity. We ask it through Jesus, who exemplified this virtue consistently. Amen. Now, let's close with a reading of chapter 10 in translation of Murphy. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son gives joy to a father, and a foolish son grief to the mother. Treasures obtained by wickedness do not profit, but justice delivers from death. The Lord does not allow the just person to hunger, but thwarts the desire of the wicked. Whoever works with slack hands becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent brings riches. Whoever lays in stores in the summer, a wise son. Whoever sleeps during harvest, a shameful son. Blessings on the head of the just but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the just, for a blessing, but the name of the wicked rots. The wise at heart takes in commands, but the fool by his lips will fall. Whoever walks honestly, walks securely, but the one whose paths are crooked will be found out. Whoever winks the eye brings trouble, but the one who reprimands frankly establishes peace. A fountain of life, the mouth of the just, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but over all offenses, love covers. Wisdom is found on the lips of the intelligent, but the rod for the back of one lacking in sense. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of the fool, eminent ruin. The wealth of the rich, a strong city, the ruin of the poor, their poverty. The earnings of the just for life, the income of the wicked for sin. A path to life, whoever observes instruction, but whoever rejects reprimand goes astray. Whoever conceals hatred, lying lips, and whoever spreads slander, a fool. In much talk, iniquity will not be lacking, but those who restrain their lips, sensible people. Choice silver, the tongue of the just, The heart of the wicked, of little worth. The lips of the just nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. The blessing of the Lord, that brings riches, and no toil can add to it. Like a fool's joy, sinful activity, but for the intelligent person, wisdom. What the wicked fear, that will come upon them, but what the just desire will be granted. With a passing storm, no wicked But the just, a permanent foundation. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so the slugger to those who make him a messenger. The fear of the Lord adds on days, but the years of the wicked are shortened. The expectation of the just rejoicing, but the hope of the wicked perishes. A refuge for the upright, the way of the Lord, but disaster for evildoers. The just will never be moved, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the just puts forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the just know favor, but the mouth of the wicked, perversity. Thanks for listening. Be back tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry.